get into deathmatch mode. Switch it on, baby. Okay. <laughs> Give me a second, sorry. <laughs> I'm Liza Poor. I'm Mike Pulasic. Every week, we randomly pick two movies from our DVD collection, watch them, and discuss. When it's all over, we can only keep one. Two discs center. One disc leaves. This is DVD Deathmatch. Sweet. Sweet. Hello. Hello. Um... If you hear, gentle listeners, if you hear a little crackly crackly in the background, it's because we have lit a fire. Because we're eating big bowls of Rice Krispies. <laughs> <laughs> We've lit a little fire. Yeah. It's a nice, it's a nice evening for a fire. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've forgotten how to speak this uh, week. That's good. Yeah. What's even funnier about that is that it's less time in between the last time we recorded a podcast than it usually is. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, 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 I'll um, go. No, look. <sighs> well, this is a disaster already. Yeah. Um, topics at the top. Topics at the top. So so today, normal deathmatch. Oh, the classic deathmatch you know and love. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. America's hungry for it. Well, guess what? You're about to get fed. You're going to get it. But next week, next starting week, next baby. week. baby. It's a new format for the month of December. That will also feel familiar to you, but it's just a different, yeah. it's a little bit of a different take on it. So we so we just created a, a list from our DVD spreadsheet of all the <laughs> movies that are Christmas movies or associated with Christmas. Or, or s- have a scene that <laughs> includes Christmas. Or someone says the word Christmas. Um, we surprisingly don't have that many Christmas movies. No, we don't have a lot of like... The classics. Like, we don't have a Christmas story. We don't have a Christmas story. We don't have It's a Wonderful Life, which I've never seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was in a production of it in high school, so I kind of know what it is. I mean, kind of. I wait, just, who, who did you play in it? I was a drunk guy, a drunk townsperson. Oh, nice. He had a name, but I don't remember what it was. Nice. And he was like, uh, I had to play drunk, I remember. How'd that go for you? Uh, in high school, when yeah. you were definitely drinking and had experienced being drunk. Yeah, I was. I, I had seen. Uh, uh, I had seen cartoons where people were drunk, so I kind of based <laughs> it on that. You know, nice. I, I had like bubbles um, coming out of my mouth. No, not really. Um, uh, but we don't have. We don't even have like you know. There's the whole thing now that is kind of this tired cliche of like, hey, did you know like Die Hard is a Christmas, Christmas movie? movie? Yeah, and it's like, um, yeah. It is. <laughs> I've and never then, seen Die Hard. Why well, so wish that we had it so that we could watch it? Completely lost on me. Um, it takes place at Christmas. It's like, but so our our Christmas movie spreadsheet has a lot of movies like that that take place yeah. at Christmas time, but aren't necessarily considered Christmas yeah. movies. I think we tried at least to just include movies that have like a Christmas scene in it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Here's. A question. Uh-huh. Do you think... So there's a lot of movies that I think of as Christmas movies uh-huh. because we went to see them either on Christmas or the day after Christmas with family while home. Yeah. Because they were big Christmas releases. Right, because that's a thing. And I'm thinking of like Chicago was one. <gasps> Into the Woods. Into the Woods. Into the Woods. Is that on the list? Uh, no. Is that a, Does that have Santa in it or something? I guess not. But that's this is kind of what I'm asking. Is I like, just want to watch Into the Woods. <laughs> well, we will. We have it on DVDs. So. But um, 
but uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, I remember, was going to see at Christmas time. Yeah. That was like a big Christmas release, and then there's that scene in the middle of it where you're like, oh, I wish I wasn't with my family right now. Which scene is that? The big rape scene. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe I blocked that out. I can. <laughs> That's, I would. Um, anyway, so those movies are not on the list, but I do associate them with Christmas. I think we went to see Nine One Christmas. We Remember did. Nine? And it was like the year after, I think, Chicago came out. Or maybe it was Dreamgirls. It was the year after something had come out around Christmas, and we are like, oh, let's go see this, like, other musical. Right, this is the big Christmas yeah. musical this yeah. year. And then it was like, oh, this is not good. Nine. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so there's this whole thing of Christmas movies that are, like, not really Christmas movies, but anyway. Yeah. We'll get into that next month. Just wanted to set you up for it. We will pick our first set. Yeah. At the end of this episode. Get ready for it. Okay. But this week, <laughs> this episode's dropping on Thanksgiving. It is. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. What's your favorite thing? What's your favorite Thanksgiving movie, Sydney? Um, (laughs) That would be a weird scream question. That would be a weird scream. Yeah, because I can't think of a single Thanksgiving movie. Can you? The only one I know is that I can off the top of my head is Home for the Holidays. I've never seen that. Which is directed by Jodie Foster. I thought it was a Christmas movie. It's not? No, it's a Thanksgiving movie. And it stars Holly Hunter and Charles Durning and Anne Bancroft and Robert Downey Jr. And it's mm. this great movie that I haven't also, I've not seen in many years, but it was like my parents' like favorite, one of their favorite movies of all time. Yeah. And uh, it was always on in our house at the holidays and it's so good. Um, but that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. It's weird. You would think there would be more Thanksgiving movies because Thanksgiving is such a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe less so this year because hopefully y'all are staying safe and staying home <laughs> and not traveling for Thanksgiving like a dummy. But yeah. usually yeah. it's like, you know, a lot of family. It can be a lot of drama. It can be a lot of um, stress and anxiety. And mm-hmm. uh, it can also be lovely. That's true. But you well, would we... think that it, it, it seems rife for comedy. So I'm just surprised there aren't more. Yeah. Thanksgiving movies out there. Mm-hmm. I guess Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is is a Thanksgiving movie. That's like the classic one. That oh, I, I've never seen it. Oh, that's like I, I've definitely seen it. I don't remember it very well, but it was. It's like, I wonder how that holds up. A lot of movies we haven't seen. Yeah, slash this, rem- don't remember. <laughs> it's not really the most interesting thing we've ever discussed. It's not. I mean. What are you going to do? You can cut out all the Thanksgiving stuff. Probably. <laughs> okay. Uh, great. But let's, enough talk about next pick. Let's talk about let's this week. This pick. Let's live in the moment. Here we are. Hey, we, carpe we, deathmatch, you know? Hey. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> we watched two movies. <laughs> which we do every week. Every week. Format um, of the show, episode 18. <laughs> We watched The House Bunny from 2008 and Catch Me If You Can from 2002. Wow. 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 Let's play What's the Connection? What's the Connection? Do you have any connections off the top of your head? I completely forgot about this. (laughs) Like immediately. Um, So no is my answer. Although this one feels like it should be really easy. Because well, there are so many people in Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, exactly. Like, I didn't even, 
try to think that hard about it. Yeah. Because you have Tom Hanks and Colin Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> have they been in a movie together? They were in one movie called The Great Buck Howard, which I haven't seen. Mm-mm. But I think, like, I think that, so they, and they've done, like, maybe a documentary together or something. Right. They haven't, he, they, Colin Hanks hasn't played, like, young Tom Hanks in something. Or maybe he did in The Great Buck Howard. Uh-huh. He doesn't really look like Tom Hanks, though. You don't think so? I mean, like, there are there are elements there, yeah. but he doesn't, and he sounds like him and yeah. has, like, mannerisms like him, yeah, but maybe it's so it's that. like I want him to look more like his dad. Maybe he will when he grows up. Maybe that's what grows I Grows mean. up. He's a fully grown He's adult. He's like 40. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, maybe great. he will as he gets older. Let's say that. Let's say that. Um, great. So let's start with our first movie. The House Bunny. The House Bunny. From 2008, directed by Fred Wolf. IMDb summary. After Playboy Bunny Shelly is kicked out of the Playboy Mansion, she finds a job as the house mother for a sorority full of socially awkward girls. True. Sure. Yeah. True. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so what's the segment called now? Popping Poppin off. Popping off. What happens Jesus. when you pop in the disc? Oh, God. You get trailers for Paul Blart. Mall Paul Cop. Blart Mall Cop, the greatest disappointment, maybe of my entire life. We, Do you remember that? Because I was like, I was having a Kevin James moment. I was like, this guy is so funny. The preview looked so funny, so funny. The concept, I loved it. I was like, yes, yes, yes. And then the movie was not funny in the slightest, and I was so upset about it. It never occurred to me that it would be good <laughs> so like you're saying like you calling it a disappointment is so foreign to me i like i just i because i remember this you like rented it or something and you were like like you know i you after at some point you were like hey oh by the way like i watched paul blart mall cop and it wasn't good and i was like yeah, what? Like, what are you talking about? But I, but like I said, <laughs> Kevin James is funny. Sure, I don't, I don't have any opinion about Kevin James. I, but I had seen the preview for Paul Blart Mall Cop, and I, I mean, it looked like exactly up your alley of like people falling over yeah. and lots of slapstick, <laughs> which is like, and I, I don't, I, I love a good comedy. Like I'm not like ant, but it's just a very funny thing that you're like, it's like. uh yeah, it's wild. Anyway. I'm not mad at it. What? what? Anyway. Okay. There was also a preview for Hancock, yeah, which I don't, I don't remember, remember seeing. We did see it in the theater, but I don't remember it. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a preview for the Center Stage uh, sequel, Center Stage Turn It Up, which I don't nope. think we ever saw. Nope, nope, nope. Um, so, not that exciting. Uh, and the disc is fine. It has, like, fine... Yeah, it seemed, I think it was nothing. like commentary. No, no gag, gag reel, yeah. which is like, what? It's a com- If you have put out a comedy, there better be a gag reel. Well, this movie... Period. This movie also seems to really lend itself. I mean, like, yes. those sequences with Anna Ferris and Emma Stone... Right. ...feel like they were probably, they probably were swimming in gags. Yes. It was probably I mean, Blooper we'll, Palooza out We'll here. get into it, we'll get I into guess. It. But. So, this movie comes from a period... I remember this period when, like, 
Playboy was everywhere. Yes, there like, was that, that show. That, what was the show called? Girls Next Door. Right? Girls Next on Door. E? I was obsessed with that show. Right. It was on E. It was a reality show about these three Playboy bunnies who are in this movie with Hef. Yeah. As like cameos or whatever. Which like, I will uh, uh, applaud the movie for doing that. Because like, there's a world in which they come up with this concept and then Hef is like, no. And they do it anyway. Um, which doesn't work. You can't, you have to, you have to be in the Playboy Mansion. You have to see Hugh Hefner. And I, and I just like applaud them for like getting him and getting him to do it. That's interesting that you say that because to me, I think the movie feels hamstrung by actually having Hugh Hefner in it and having those girls and being set at the Playboy Mansion. Uh Like I, what does that mean? Hamstrung? I mean, I think it would be a better, is that like salad days? Salad days is a real phrase. <laughs> it's from Shakespeare. Yeah, I, I we have we have established that it's This is a long you're running not, you're not incorrect that that is a I that said, is a phrase that comes from Shakespeare. I said the word salad days like 7 years ago in conversation and I've been paying for it ever since. Yeah. Um anyway, <laughs> So Anna Ferris is this Playboy bunny. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And she gets kicked out of the mansion by, like, some internal machinations. She thinks Hef is done with her. Yeah, she thinks Hef thinks that she's too old. Right. And the movie goes out of its way to make sure that you know that Hef is actually a good dude. He would never do that. Mm-hmm. And it's actually one of the other Playboy bunnies who's plotting against her. Yeah, because she wants to be the centerfold. Right, and writes writes a fake note to her and stuff. And so then Anna Faris goes. She becomes the house mother of the sorority. It's Hitch. You know, it's like teaching them how to be hot, and then they teach her how to love. Yeah, because it's like this group of girls. It's it's Emma Stone and Catherine McPhee and Kat Dennings and Kat Rumor, Dennings Rumor Willis. And Rumor Willis. Is this Rumor Willis's? It's not her. It can't be her first. Movie. I'm not sure. I don't know. You want to look it up? Um, no, it's okay. okay. It's the first time I remember seeing yeah. Rumor Willis and yeah. going like, oh, everyone going like, oh, that's Bruce Willis' daughter. <laughs> yeah, right, oh, yeah, right, yeah, 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 sure, yeah. fine. Um, and they're all kind of like misfits, I guess. Like Emma Stone is, has glasses right. on, you know, like. <laughs> right. Um, it's, ve- it's weird. It's weird. There's like one character who's like, like her whole thing is that she's kind of like, a hick, but she's got like a really deep voice. You hated her. She's like, <laughs> I thought it was like, I, she was really going for a thing. She made a choice. She stuck with it. Was it. An extremely broad performance. <laughs> I will say there's a, uh, another girl who doesn't speak, which predates pitch perfect. Oh yeah. A yeah. little bit. Um, anyway, uh, so all of which is to say, first of all, the sorority or fraternity full of misfits mm-hmm. is like a trope at this point. That I don't, that doesn't make any sense to me. Okay. Like, maybe because I don't know a lot about Greek life. Uh-huh. But my association with fraternities and sororities is like, these are not like the outcasts. You know what I mean? Right. So, but it's a thing that you see all, like, you know, my other frame of reference for fraternity and sorority movies is not like Animal House, but is uh, Monsters University. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great, by the way. Great. Solid movie. I love that movie. Yeah. But um, love it. I like it way more than Monsters, Inc. <laughs> we'll get to that. Wow. Hot takes Hot on the podcast. Takes. Hot takes. But um, this thing where like, oh, and it's also in Life of the Party, a Melissa McCarthy movie, right? Where it's like a sorority fraternity, sorority that is like 
not the popular one, not the popular girls? Or am I making that up? No. Okay. I'm making it up. Yeah, that's not what's, ha- what's happening. In anyway, all of which is to say, circling back, I'm so sorry, <laughs> that I think the movie would be stronger if it didn't have to go out of its way to, like, if it was like, oh, the, uh, the... Uh, I don't know what a fake playboy would be called. What's the name for a fake playboy that you would... The, the, the... The Bunny Hop Mansion or whatever. You know what I mean? And, like, everyone knew what you were talking about. And there's, like, an old man who you can actually make fun of. Mm -hmm. But to me, what I... I So, let's do... I I always say this. I always say cards on the table. Cards on the table. How do you feel about this movie? Because we haven't said it yet. I feel kind of, like, 50-50 about it. I'm, yes, this I'm is how very I feel. conflicted. Okay, so here's here's my thing for it. It starts and it's the same thing where you're kind of like holding your breath, like, "Ooh, is this going to be hugely problematic?" Because 2008. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was horribly problematic. It had its things, sure. But again, it was that kind of like weird in the middle, in between period. Um. So yeah, so it has like a, a fair amount of like problematic. Stuff happening in it. I wrote. I wrote down cool, fun date rape jokes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like it's just there's a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But you do have these two kind of like powerhouse comedians in in not maybe not necessarily their prime. It might be Anna Faris's prime. Um. But Emma Stone is still kind of coming up, I guess. But like you've got these two powerhouse comedians bouncing off of each other and they are genuinely funny. And a lot of their scenes are genuinely funny. Um, I wrote down, there's like a line, you know, where um, Emma Stone's character is trying to explain about uh, philanthropy and, Anna Ferris's character goes, what's filling canopy? And I <laughs> lost yeah, yeah. it, lost mm-hmm. it. Cause it was just so perfect. Yeah. Um, and just little things like that were were magic in this weird kind of messy movie. And the conclusion I came to at the end um, is that there's there's weirdly no like meat in this movie. Like it feels like you're just traveling from scene to scene and there's no like not like lesson. That's not what I'm trying to say. But there's no there's no meat to it. And then mm-hmm. I, I wrote down, oh, my God, it's vapid. Because the whole there's a you know a recurring joke in it, um, where where people call uh, Anna Faris's character vapid, and she goes thank you, because <laughs> um, she clearly doesn't know what that means. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, I feel like this movie is vapid, which means that doesn't necessarily mean that it doesn't have value, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. The reason I ask is because I feel the same way. I feel like it's like. 50 50 i feel like the like anna ferris her performance emma stone like i feel like they are both so when they're together especially but also Mm -hmm. separately and colin hanks even is really funny but like when they're when they're those two specifically are together it's like so funny and anna ferris is giving such a great performance Mm -hmm. in a movie that is not great yeah you know what i mean like her performance in it is fantastic and is so funny yeah and is like one of the like she's just so funny and she is yeah and she does such good work and emma stone i guess coming off of super bad but like before maybe some other things that she was like yeah bigger that were bigger projects and that she was more well known for yeah well and also like she's kind of taking a turn now and is 
not necessarily a more serious actress, but I feel like she started with super bad. And then House Bunny, and then you've got Zombieland and Easy A and uh, Crazy Stupid Love. And you know what I mean? So she, this is her kind of like coming up in, in, in comedy stuff. Right. Yeah. Which she's really good at. She is. She's very funny. And she still is really good at it. And and she's also really good at the other stuff. Right. Um, But she's, but they, they, those two together are so funny. All of this, sorry, (laughs) is to say that I think the movie would be better Uh if it wasn't hamstrung, word of the day. Word of the day. By, like, its partnership with the Playboy Corporation. Okay. Clearly, like, like, I don't know. If I had to guess, Mm -hmm. I would say, like, Playboy, when they had this TV show, had, like, a development guy working in a production office somewhere being like, okay, now Playboy wants to do a comedy movie. Like, let's get these people on board and we'll hire some people to pitch us some ideas and we'll... Like, it feels like a corporate thing, like a partnership thing. Yeah, yeah. That was like... And like, oh, Hugh Hefner will be in it and he'll have some lines and we'll get the girls from the E! show and they'll be in it. And it all feels very... um, Like, they lucked into this incredible Anna Faris performance Mm -hmm. from just saying, like, oh, we want to have a Legally Blonde of our own, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I think... You know, obviously that's how why the movie exists, and so I'm not saying like I wish they had made the house bunny, but <laughs> not with Playboy, like it, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, but um, but it it does feel like it's like I mean all the scenes with the girls and Hugh Hef- like there's a Hugh Hefner so so he has a couple scenes where he's like sad that she's left and he's like eating ice cream and he doesn't want to have movie night with the girls. Yeah, and those are very unpleasant. They're weird. <laughs> it's weird. It's really weird. Yeah. But there's yeah. so many good jokes from Anna Ferris and like really good like like there's just really nice fun jokes. Yeah. Like there's the one where she like gets the note from Hugh, mm-hmm. I think, and she opens it and it says um Oh god. And she's reading it out loud and she goes she goes, it says, Dear Shelly. Wait, that's there's me. more. Well, yeah, she goes first. Yeah. She's like, she's like, that's me. Yeah. She goes, oh, there's more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like so Which good. Like a, that's like a, a Steve Martin in the jerk style yes, joke. Yes, you know what I mean? Like yes. it's just very like um uh cla- like classic joke. And the the runner about her not being able to say philanthropy. And like just like <laughs> so lots good. of really funny Yes jokes and set pieces in this very bad movie. Yeah, yeah. And actually, one of my, like, favorite lines, it's not Anna Faris, it's Emma Stone's character who says it, but um, at the end, you know, there's the boy that she's been crushing on, and um, and he's part of a fraternity, and she thinks that he's really cool, so she, like, has this transformation, whatever, and they are going out, and he, like, the basically, she discovers that he's also a nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at the end, and then uh, he like asks her to be his girlfriend, and she goes, "I want to be your girlfriend more than an electron wants to be with a proton." <laughs> and I love it so much. It's so dumb and silly, and the way she says it is great. And it's like one of my favorite lines. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, uh, oh, oh no, go for no, it. no, no, no. I had nothing. I okay. was I was a filler. <laughs> uh, a filler. Um. Yeah. Um. That's what I was doing too. <laughs> so great. Great. Yeah. I don't have like a not a lot of notes. It's weird. I think that like it it does that thing where it's trying to be feminist. Like, oh, you don't need to be a hot girl who shows 
all shows your cleavage to be valued or whatever, but then it's obviously doing all that too. Yeah. And it's like, so it's just, it's trying, it's like, it doesn't make any sense and it's bad. (laughs) But Anna Faris is so good and Emma Stone is so good too. Yeah. And it's, so it has value in that way. Yeah, it's such a, yeah, it's a, it's a weird one for sure. It's a weird one. Um, Are there any good college movies? What's a good college (laughs) movie? Ooh. I like Monsters University, but here's the thing. All these, I mean, you went to Penn State. Sure so, did. So. We uh, are. I did not. <laughs> you definitely did not. We've talked about the SUNY Anthem on the show before. We have. All There's not a college movie that looks like my college that I relate to in any way. Yeah. Maybe Black Swan because it was literally <laughs> shot at my college. <laughs> but that's pretty dark. And that's not really about college. No. Um, but yeah, I mean like all college movies look the same with like, oh, there's a hall and there's a lawn and there's like, yeah, you know, it's very weird. I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of a good college movie. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Cause it's such a weird time to try and capture too. Right. It's like. I feel like everyone's college experience is so different. Even if you have a college experience. Like, there's plenty right. of people who don't even go to college. So exactly. Like, um, I liked the Avril Lavigne song that was in the movie. Hey, hey, you, you, I don't like a girlfriend. Always like to hear Avril Lavigne. Yeah. Hell yeah, I'm the motherfucking princess. Scream 2 is a pretty good college movie. Oh, it is. It sure is. Anyway, House Bunny... Solid 50-50. Worth it for seeing the Anna Faris Emma Stone performances. Yes. Which are really good. And it also, like, didn't feel long. It didn't feel like, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, it it wasn't a big commitment to watch it, which I guess is not a (laughs) great review. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah. Pleasant enough. Yes. Um, very 2008. Yes. Like, feels like a real time capsule. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it available streaming? Uh, you can purchase it. It's not on any services. All right. Um, have you watched it since we bought it? Definitely. Okay. But not in several years. Okay. Like it was definitely one of, it was, it was one of the movies that I watched like, like Legally Blonde where I watched it a bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then like, I was done with that part of my life. Sure. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> Great. Should we move on? Let's move on. Movie number two is Catch Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can. From 2002, directed by some guy named Steven Spielberg. Um, IMDb summary. Oh, boy. Barely 21 yet. Frank is a skilled... (laughs) Barely 21 yet. (laughs) That's not a thing. Barely 21 yet. Frank... Wait. (sighs) Barely 21... No. How do you say this? Barely 21 yet, Frank is a skilled forger who has passed as a doctor, lawyer, and pilot. FBI agent Carl becomes obsessed with tracking down the con man. But Frank not only eludes capture, he revels in the pursuit. It's true. He that does. That is a terrible summary. Jesus. Sorry. Yeah. It's um, not good. No. Uh, yeah. Okay. Popping off. Popping up. This one's a weird one. First movie we've done where there's two discs. Two discs. Um, so you've got the movie on one disc and then all of the other, all of the special features and stuff on the other disc, and right? And that was such a thing. Yeah. Like, I have, we have so many DVDs 
where there's another disc of special features of that we will never look at. Right? It's like, so weird. It's that was such a idea. Oh, and it like it made it into like more of a little box set that you were buying. Yeah. Like a thing. Um, Is that just a product of like, like, like you know how uh, things? Uh, oh God, technology happens, and then as it goes it gets bigger and bigger and it's able to hold more things is that just a weird period of time where it's like we couldn't put all of the special features onto one disc so it has to be two i think there's an element of that i also think that there were they were probably finding like oh for these during the dvd boom uh, this is just me guessing the boom they were probably finding that like oh these prestigious movies or or hot selling movies if we like Make, make it them, a cool set. Make it a set so it feels like more of an addition to your film library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that kind of thing. And that's why, you know, they they could have gotten away with not producing all those special features. Like, who needs the, like, interview with the set decorator, which I'm sure is fascinating, but is not, like... So, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. Like, but they were like, oh, no, this is... this this We gotta fill this out so that then there's it feels like a real... A disc. A real, yeah, a real yeah. archival thing. But so when you when we pop in the the movie disc, there's there's nothing except for the movie, right? Yeah, but there they did the cutesy thing. This was also a thing where you could choose your menu design. Oh yeah. This was also a thing where like people got real weirdly creative in a way yeah. with, that was like unnecessary. Yeah. And too complicated. A real like blip of like Learning a skill that now is useless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember the Memento two disc set that I bought uh-huh. when Memento came out was is like so complicated. Like you had to like um, decipher things in the packaging to figure out what to click on the menu to play the movie. Oh God! And seemed and it was designed to look like one of his notebooks and stuff. It was very. Oh, wow. Goofy. Yeah. It was goofy ass shit <laughs> at that point. But yeah, so for this one, it was like you got to pick, you had to pick pilot, doctor, or... Lawyer. Lawyer. Right. And, and it and then the, the menu is just like, essentially scenes from the movie, like animated, mm-hmm. with these kind of like, they're not stick figures, but they're kind of like, you know, yeah, shadow the, yeah. figure things. It looks really cool. Whoever right. did it, like, did a beautiful job. Sure. Um, I just don't know how necessary it is. I know. It's not. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so this is, it's based on a real guy. Um, uh, it's a, you know, it's a kid played by uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, and his parents, his father is played by Christopher Walken. Um, and, you know, he's got this kind of like perfect life. And then things starts to fall apart. Things start to fall apart for his dad. Um, and, uh his dad isn't is sort of a con man, but not really. Like he definitely learns some of his tricks from his father, but yeah. like his dad is more just like not paying his taxes. Yeah, he's more of a fuck up. Right? Yeah. Um. And then like his parents get divorced, and it destroys him, and he runs away. He's seventeen, right? Mm-hmm. And he runs away. Um. And he becomes a con man. He starts forging checks. He he pretends he's a pilot for Pan Am um, and he flies all over the world and Tom Hanks plays this FBI agent who is trying to track him down. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to make a bold statement right off the bat here. Okay. okay? I'm ready. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio is a really good actor. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> 
Can't disagree. Can't do it. Um, but I literally had that thought watching this. Like, I was just like, man, he is so good. Yeah. <laughs> Which just feels very stupid to say. But he really is. And it's this it's this thing where he's one of those people where um, I don't know that he disappears into a role for me because he's so iconic. I feel like it's been a minute since we said that. <laughs> Come on. Come on, guys. But yeah. he is such an iconic actor person persona um so you it's it's not the thing where it's like oh my god i forgot it was him like i i always know it's him yeah 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 but he is so good at it he is good i i he does yeah for me he does disappear a little bit like yeah i do i i think he feels and this is stupid to say about leonardo dicaprio (laughs) one of the most famous people who is beloved in the world (laughs) but he does feel a little underrated as an actor yeah or something it's like people don't talk about his acting they they talk about how he dates like 19 year olds well i mean yeah um but uh he's great in this and he does a really great job of like the pain of you know, I mean, this movie, so this movie does a couple things. Mm-hmm. It is very invested in like the sixties as a, as an aesthetic. And it yeah. does, it almost crosses into down with love territory sometimes Yes, where it's like buying so much into the glam of what he's doing. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? Of like making him look so cool. Yeah, it definitely is like a love letter to this con man. Yeah, it totally is. We watched some of the extra features and there was a documentary where they were talking about the con man. Yeah. And he's in the movie. The guy is in the movie. Yeah, exactly. But this but there was the documentary where they were talking about the con man and he um and they started and this is very like 2020 stupid of me. No, yeah. But they were they were talking about him. And being like, he's just this guy, and yeah, he's a criminal, and yeah, he stole millions of dollars, but you know he's got a heart. This is Leonardo DiCaprio saying Yeah. You just know, talking to him, he's got a heart of gold. And he's like, and I was like, Fuck this off. motherfucker. Yeah. Like, like, and it was literally like, just, you know, I was like, if this guy was black. Was black, exactly. <laughs> That's my first thought. If they this guy was black, black they would not, ha- there would not be a film about him. He would not be, because, spoiler alert, what happens, ends up happening is, he's so good at being common. He does finally get captured and he gets put into jail. Um, but he's so good at this, that the FBI hires him to help them catch other criminals. Right. And then there's this like whole moment of like, oh, but what's the jail? Is it the actual jail or is it working for the FBI? You mean in the 40 minute denouement <laughs> of the movie? Yeah. They cover a lot of ground like they that. They really do. But um so 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 yeah, so he he's he's not in jail anymore. Um and he also like has this really cushy job with the FBI. Well and also <laughs> uh he has this relationship with uh Tom Hanks's character and where Tom Hanks, like, clear, I mean, this is all, like, I don't know how true this is. I'm not. It's I'm not, not. Yeah. I'm I not like, it up. But, yeah, but I'm not, like, saying, oh, this, the true story is the problem. I'm saying the depiction is yes. different, is, is different. In the movie, he has this relationship with Tom Hanks' character where Tom Hanks is, like, this surrogate father to him. And, yeah. like, and just, like, really admires his moxie. Yeah. And, like, in a way, and it's, like. Again, like if they did, uh, they should do Black Catch Me if you can. And it would be like twenty minutes long. Black me if you can. Black me if you can. That's Ugh. a different. That's a different um, uh, thing, and I'm, we're gonna move on. Um, um, but yeah, that's again, that's the first thought that I had was like, oh, if this guy was black, this would not. This if he was a person of color, yeah. There would not be a whole fucking film about how cool he is. Right, exactly. Oh, anyway. Um, anyway, uh, 
but you know, on its own terms, the movie is like pretty good. Yeah. Pretty fun. Yes. Uh, it does have the, so, okay. I keep, I, we keep, I keep like not finishing a thought. Love it. But, um, he's driven into this life of crime by watching his family disintegrate and his fuck up father who's played by Christopher Walken. Yeah. Who was nominated for an Oscar for this. Oh, was he? And is like so good. He's so good. It is, it, it is so weird for me to watch. The Christopher Walken that I know is a comedian. Yeah. I and mean, that's it. We grew it. up with him on SNL. Exactly. And doing the Fatboy Slim videos and stuff. That was the Christopher Walken that we knew. Right. So to watch him just like be an actor. Right. It's not surprising, but it is like, oh, this is so weird. And he's so good. He's right. so good. And also not not funny. Right. But like it's 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 Something I don't really think about when I think about this movie, because when I think about this movie, I'm just thinking about Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks. But it's like, oh, yeah, there's this incredible performance by Christopher Walken, which mm-hmm. is lovely. Sorry. Really good. I cut and you really, off, sorry. No, no. I, really good. And really, like, flawed man performance. And yeah. Tom Hanks is also great, I think. Tom yeah. Hanks is also, like, doing a different thing, has this thick Boston accent. Again, if he was, uh, if he, if it was a Boston FBI agent going after a black man, he would have shot him <laughs> within a minute. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but Tom Hanks is also really good. Yeah. Uh, but it's doing the thing mm-hmm. that it reminded me of social network okay. in this way uh-huh. where I was like watching it and I, I, all I could think is this is a fun movie. I bet none of this is true. <laughs> um, in terms of just how much kind of psychological motivation they're giving to this kid. Yeah. They're being like, like it's all about his father. And in social network, it's all about this girl who dumped him. And right. The whole thing comes from this girl who dumped him. Right. And in this, it's all about his relationship with his father. And it's like, no, he's probably just a criminal, man. Right. Like just, yeah, let him it's be a all criminal. very, it's so psychologic. Everything has to be psychologically motivated. Driven. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, it's all very like sheeny, shiny Spielberg. Yeah. Um, like the moment, you know, he's, he, he runs away from home. He's kicked out of the hotel that he's been, you know, forging checks to stay at in the middle of the night. And he's walking through the streets of New York city and he sees in slow motion, a pilot get out of a car with Mm -hmm. a bunch of, flight attendants and they're all giggling and he's just like slow motion walking and kids are running up for his autograph and it's like literally like skies open up heavenly beam of light on this pilot and he's like i have an idea yeah, yeah, yeah. um it's all very like okay yeah. i feel like that's such boomer shit too to be like, <laughs> like where people watching it of a certain age when it came out were probably like yeah, remember when being a pilot used to mean something? <laughs> and like, I feel like our generation and younger is like, really like pilots? pilots? Like, isn't aren't they like usually drunk and like? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I like, saw that Denzel Washington yeah, movie. Exactly. Um, really, pilots? That was like a big thing. I mean, but, like, which I guess it was. Yeah, and but, the movie sells it really yeah. well, and you get, and it's like it's fine. I'm not like mad at it or anything. Yeah, but it was just a funny, funny thing. Um, so um, I feel like I'm. Oh no, go ahead. No, no. I feel like I'm like criticizing the movie a lot. It's so watchable. So watchable. So fun. Great it's really long and it feels long, but it's very watchable. So long. It's so long. There's <laughs> so I was I didn't mean to watch it this way this time, but mm-hmm. I was definitely there was just like like that Jennifer Garner scene. What is that? Oh that my god. Well, goes here's on the for thing. So long. Yes. And could is such a lift that yes. you could take. Sorry. No. It, no. 
here's the thing I will say watching it this time that I, I it's not that I didn't notice it before, but it, it felt really heavy watching it this time because it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, the entire movie is based on the fact that women are dumb. <laughs> yep. And yep. will do anything for a cheap ass looking necklace. Yep. Yes. And a smooth talking man with blue eyes. Yep. And it dro- it drove me insane. Yep. There's not a single woman in this movie yep. that's not just like, oh, what? You're talking to me? That necklace is for me? Oh, yeah. my, oh my God. There's not a single one. 100%. And Jennifer Garner, Jennifer Garner's character almost gets there. Yeah. Because she's literally, she is a sex worker, I guess. Yeah. And literally is like, how much would you pay for me? And he like throws out a number and she's like, nope, try again. And like, she gets that money. She's like, I know what I'm worth. You're yeah. going to pay me $1,000. Right. Um. So it's just like, she's the closest thing we get to a woman with a brain in her head. Right. You know, that's, that's totally true. It is such a, that's, that's the other thing about, I think that reminds me of the social network is that it's such a like male fantasy yeah. of, uh, like of just how, of, yeah, exactly. Like of just that kind of thing of, it just has just such just dude energy to it. Yeah. And the necklace thing always, I mean, I remember seeing when we saw it, mm-hmm. I literally don't understand what the necklace thing is. I mean, like, it's literally... So there's this whole thing where this is the thing he gets from his father. Right. Because his his dad is trying to, like, trick a bank into giving him a loan. And he needs a suit for his son so that his son can pretend to be his driver so that he can look... Whatever. So they go to the the suit shop. The suitery. The suitery. um, Before it's open. And he's trying to talk this woman into opening the store early. And then... And then she's like not having. It. She's like, we don't, we don't loan out suits, and we don't open for thirty minutes, man. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? And then he does this very slick, cool thing where he just like holds out his hand and the necklace, and he it, he he spreads his finger out, fingers out, and the necklace drops, and he goes, um, you know, I found this outside on the sidewalk. It must have slipped right off your neck. And that's like the thing that convinces women to do stuff for them. So then, because then the Leonardo DiCaprio's character does that same thing. It must have slipped right off your neck. And I have the same thing. Like I wrote, it must have slipped off your neck. Would totally not work. Like I think it's supposed, like it's. it's I'm an idiot. Like what, yeah, what is it supposed to be? It's literally just like, I got you this pretty necklace. Now do things for me. It's literally just like women will do anything for a pretty necklace, which is just not true. Great. Just not true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, um, yeah. Like that's literally what it is. Yeah. It's you. You are totally right about the. And again, another. I. I hate to keep bringing this up, but another social network parody. Mm. Parody. Parallel. Parallel. But another social network parallel <laughs> is the treatment of women. Yeah. In as just like these weird sex objects slash idiocy boxes slash like yeah. all this stuff. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's, and the thing is, I mean, I said this already, but I love, I like, I fucking love movies about liars. <laughs> and this is like not one of my favorite movies about liars. I think because it tries to justify the lying so much. Yeah. But a movie like, um, 
the informant with Matt Damon. Oh, yeah. Where he's just a psychopath. <laughs> and he just can't stop lying <laughs> about corn for no reason. It's amazing. It's I great. love it. A movie like Shattered Glass. Oh, yeah. Hayden Christensen, which is so good. Yeah. Where he's just a, a weak, sniveling liar man <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. Um, Election has some of this. Yeah. Like, I, I, I love... Oh, I love you for Philip Morris. We talked yes. about. Yes, I love you, Philip Morris. Is another movie about like a con man stuff. Yeah, and it, all these movies, like they are just about liars who lie for lying's sake, you know, and destroy the world around them, kind of. Yeah, and um, uh, and this one is about a liar who lies because he's he wants to prove himself to his dad. Yeah, because he had like daddy a, issues. Yeah, and it's like a. It, Again, I'm being, I guess I'm being hard on this movie and I, I do like this movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, that's the thing. It's like, it, it it's similar to the house bunny in that way. It's got these like powerhouse actors in it yeah. and obviously a powerhouse director at the helm. So it's like, sure. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. But then there's like all this stuff in it where you're like, what? No. <laughs> well, he directs, he like, I, and I love Spielberg, but he, he directs this so hard. <laughs> yeah, he really like, does. Like every shot is like. It's um, it's almost like Scorsese or something where every shot is like moving mm-hmm. and has seven things that it's moving past that tell you about like what time you're in and what place you're in. Yeah. Before it gets to the thing. Yeah. You just, just feel ins- you yeah. feel it in every in every shot. And I, I we got a fair amount a fair way into the movie before I kind of realized that and the part where I realized it, where you could just like feel him in every scene was when they go to the hospital to try and catch him. Mm -hmm. And it's this shot where they walk, they kick down his office door, they walk in and then this shot, it's like coming up from behind the desk with a typewriter in front of you. And Tom Hanks is standing behind the typewriter looking at something on the desk. And it's just like, what is this shot? Do you know what I mean? Like, where did we go? Right. It has, it's so um, aggressive. Yes. Just like aggressively (laughs) crafted. Like it's, yeah. I do feel like I, I actually remember from when I saw it too, like I feel like I learned a lot about checks and the banking system yeah. in a weird way, which I didn't know, yeah. which they feels like they should teach you in school, like yeah. how, what a routing number is, but right. I learned it from I Catch still Me look Weekend. it up every yeah, time. Exactly. I'm like, wait, which one is the routing number? Um, the really number? great. I know the, the, the roles themselves are shitty, Yeah, but really great performances from women in this movie. Yes. Um, like Amy Adams is incredible. Yeah. And Ellen Pompeo is, is she does a great job with Yeah, she the, doesn't have much to do, but she like does a really right, good job Elizabeth with Banks it. Thanks. And Jennifer Garner's really Jennifer good. Jennifer Garner's really great. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah. Catch me if you can. Catch me if you can. It's a weird one. It's a weird one. It is so long. It feels <laughs> it's so really long. long. Because he so the spoiler alert, Tom Hanks catches up with him in France mm-hmm. and brings him in. And you're like, and this the whole movie is him. Is this chase? Yeah, movie's called Catch Me If You Can. I don't know if I mentioned that. So it's about catching him, catching him, if you can. And he does. And he does. And you're like, great, caught him. All right, I guess we're gonna go home and relieve the babysitter or whatever it is. <laughs> and then you've got about what feels like another hour. Yeah. Of, like you said earlier, he's he's in jail. Then he's hired by the FBI. 
he's on his way back to New York. He finds out what happened with his father. Like it's yeah, it just it goes on forever. So long. And also, I again maybe this is just how my brain works now, mm. and it's not healthy. But I was watching it, and I was like, oh, you could lift from like two hours and four minutes to two hours and twelve minutes, and there's like eight minutes there that could go. And yeah. you lose nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, which also I feel like feels like uh, something of the time. Like there's something about 2002. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like I feel like if this movie was made now, it would be much shorter. It would be a miniseries. Yeah. <laughs> and there would it be... would be a miniseries. You would watch it and say, this could have been a movie. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> there, would be, there would be a season where he was a pilot, a season where he was a doctor. Oh, God. <laughs> um do you have anything more to say about Catch Me, if you can? I wrote down the word long. <laughs> In all caps. Long. Fair all right. Long. Is it available streaming? No, it's available for purchase. Available for purchase. Much oh, we, you know like what we didn't the... mention? I'm so sorry. Oh. You know what we didn't mention? What? Is that it takes place at Christmas a lot. It does. It feels like a very good Christmas movie. And I bet we saw it around Christmas time. Probably. And... It, but it will not be included in our next months. It will not be. <laughs> because but, we already did it. <laughs> but they, there's a running thing that, where they, it keeps taking place on Christmas. Part of the extended denouement <laughs> is him going back to his childhood home at Christmas. Like yeah. It's like very Christmas themed. And I feel like it's a good movie to watch at Christmas. Yes. I concur. Um, okay. So what are we thinking? <laughs> I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know either. Which seems weird to me. I feel like I feel like going in I was like, oh, it'll probably be House Bunny to go, right? Maybe. I I feel like I enjoyed both of these in different ways, but about but the same, the same amount. level. Exactly. Because the House Bunny, like, is not a great movie, but she's so funny in it. Yeah. So good. So good. And Catch me if you can. Like, you're not bored. I mean, I, I guess I was a little bored. But you're not. <laughs> I there, wasn't bored, There's though. so much to enjoy about Catch Me If You Can. It's yeah. a really fun movie in a lot of ways. Yeah. It doesn't like, it's not, in, neither of these are in my top ten. No. So I don't really have But I was opinion. kind of excited to watch Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. I was also excited to watch Hodge Bunny. Oh, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like. I don't know. I mean, okay. Here's the one. Should we eeny, meeny, money mow it? Well, he, but here's the one like leg up that I will okay. say. Catch me if you can. If if this if the whole point of this podcast is about what is the point of the podcast? I don't know. <laughs> if the whole point is about curating a time capsule of a collection of DVDs, right? Mm-hmm. Then catch me if you can, because it represents that two disc box set, beautifully crafted menu. Yeah. Catch me if you can makes more sense to keep because it's more of a representation of what a like classic like DVD is. That's true. And it's also, I mean, I, I would, of the of these two movies, I will probably watch Catch Me If You Can again in my life. Yeah. Depending on how long I live, we'll see. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> well, I mean, like, if, if I'm, if, you know, it's like, what am I, I'm, so if I have, like, a couple years left, I might not watch Catch Me If You Can. But if I have, like, several decades, like, I could see popping it on in my <laughs> late 50s. 
Uh-huh. Um, less likely to watch House Bunny. Less again. likely to watch the House Bunny. And I like I don't feel like we'd ever do a movie night with the girls when they're teenagers. Yeah, like let's watch House Bunny. The House Bunny. Bunny because it'd be no. like gross. Yeah. Because it's not really a movie I would want to. I, like I'd want, you know what I'd want to do? I'd want to watch scenes from the House Bunny. <laughs> yeah, like I don't this is cut good comedy. <laughs> um, catch me if you can. I could see like, oh yeah, let's do a movie night. Watching oh, Catch Me If You Can. That's a fun one. Yeah. I mean, I think it's I think so. Catch Me If You Can. I think we're keeping Catch Me If You Can. Great. Um, thank you, House Bunny. Thank we you. We value service. you. We value you. Um, someone, someone else will enjoy you. Yeah, exactly. Perhaps. It's a great performance for Anna Ferris. It really is. I really want nothing but the best for her. Yeah. She great. got away from that. Chris Pratt. <laughs> so. Hey, I'm not waiting into that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like you said I'm not waiting into that. <laughs> I'm Australian now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. There you go. There you have it. Catch me again. We're hanging on to you. We, we. Caught you. I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna stop. Okay. Rambly one. Yeah. Um, shall we pick? Yes. Next week's matchup, our first holiday month matchup. You are picking from one between one and fifty-four. One and fifty-four. Okay. Here we go. Hey Siri. Hmm. Pick a number between one and fifty-four. A random number between one and fifty-four is fifteen. Fifteen. Elf. Elf. That's a Christmas movie. We Is own. that a Christmas movie? Jokes. Oh, it's like lies. Jokes. <laughs> Jokes. Um. Yeah, we'll save it for the pod. But that's an interesting, interesting watch for old Elpo. I know it is. All right, let's see what's going up against it. Let's do it. Hey Siri. Hmm. Pick a number between one and fifty-four. A random number between 1 and 54 is 47. 47 is The Holiday. I love that movie. <laughs> Great. All right. All right, that's two. It's Elf and the Holiday, two classics. Two uh, undeniably Christmassy movies. Yeah. These, these are not tangential Christmas movies. No. These are Christmas movies. Christmas movies we did it we did it um great that'll be fun yeah awesome thank you so much for listening especially if you got this far we're a dvd deathmatch in all of the places we got the twitter we got the insta we got the 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 gmail we got the worldwide web mm-hmm. come and find us say hello um what's your favorite christmas movie let us know. Oh, it was like me? Uh, it's probably, uh... <laughs> we should probably think about that, though, and be able to say what it is. Can we do top three Christmas movies? Yeah. Okay. I love that. Right now? No, because I need time to think about it. Great. Love it. <laughs> Leave them wanting more. That's what I always say. Always. Mm-hmm. All right. Come back next week and see who survives. DVD Deathmatch. Never mind. We're not going to even talk. We're just going to ASMR the fire. Yeah. (laughs) Fireplace for your home. The podcast. (laughs) 
Somebody wants that. That would be a good... I would listen to that. A nice little fire sound. I'm, that's what Calm is, right? The Calm app. It's just like... Yeah, it's here's like, like sounds. Here's like an ocean. Yeah. It's here's like a, a noise machine. Here's an ocean. Here's an ocean. It's actually just you saying, here's an ocean. <laughs> yeah.